Welcome back to another episode of Suds in Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jacob. I'm Josh. This is episode 97, and today we are reviewing Moonfall, the latest Roland Emmerich disaster flick that nobody asked for, but here it is. <laughs> disaster flick? That's a very apt name. Are you being sarcastic? Maybe. You'll have to listen to find out. <laughs> <laughs> no, Wait us. It's Roland Emmerich. <laughs> Uh, plus some other things we've been watching and we might juice it a little with, uh, like I said last week, some come or dumb segments I got lined up. So how are you guys doing? What's new? So big news. I am officially lead certified in climbing. Clap. Thank you. Thank you. You got Thank a clap you. thing on there. Oh, good for you. I'll take that. <laughs> it was the goal. I bought a rope. One month into climbing, and I used it for the first time. <laughs> so, I'm official. <laughs> I'm a real climber now. I can do all the real shit now, almost. How many uh, climbing docs are we going to hear about this week? Um, Zero, because I didn't watch anymore. I need to... I'm working on my list. Of How do you watch more movies on your busy weeks? <laughs> because I don't have enough time to do anything else. But so I can watch work, a movie home. after work. Yeah. 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 I feel that, like... Because you're doing, you're occupying your time with things that you wanted. I mean, not that movies, you don't want to watch movies, but yeah. you're out and about. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. And yeah, this was busy because I had to do all these class. Because I had to drive to Kalamazoo to do this class. Every day? No. Oh. It was one day, but. Well, fucking hell. <laughs> but that's a long drive. It's an hour. Yeah. Over an hour from here. Mm-hmm. I had to do that just to take a. How long was that? The class was two hours, but then I stayed two more hours after so your hands are just ripped uh, my hands are basically leather <laughs> at this point it's pretty crazy actually because i used to bleed every time i climbed and now it's been months since you haven't bled really Mm-mm, not, not you don't ever get cuts anymore um, i feel like i know it. it's i have tons of like flakes of skin but you like, feel flatter? i can ri- oh yeah i can't even like bend them all the way it's like too much salt in your diet. Like literally, I can cut through layers of skin now before it gets to my actual skin. All those calluses. It's just fake skin on top. Yeah, it's just <laughs> armor on top now. Well, I could say that we're all alive. We survived. Biggest blizzard in oh, how yeah. many years was it? Record. It was. I worked. Yeah, that must have been fun. I mean, Actually, it was pretty great because the two days I worked were dead because no <laughs> one was going out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I w- I'm like, why are we even open today? <laughs> but we were open and I work from home, so it didn't affect me at all. I just got to the walk. one time it doesn't like, you know, like when you work go, have to go. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it didn't benefit me. I still had to go. And it was and the worst part was after. Getting out and having to unearth my car. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. literally I worked for 12 Jeez. hours. So it was 12 hours of snow on top of my car. Took me yeah, like we were like half a, an hour to get, get like out. like 13, like 12, 13 inches, something crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. It was like a stupid amount of snow. Mm-hmm. It, it was so funny watching like the plow guys plow around Rite Aid. They basically worked it as many hours as I did because they just had to keep going all day. My road is still not plowed very well. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's dog shit. Yeah, the coming through these back roads are not great. Nope. Well, anyway, 
it was not as disastrous as pretty this overrated. Movie. <laughs> yeah. Do we want Was that a pun? Do we want beer? That was the lead in. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about beer first. Um, That's usually what we do on suds and cinema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to come on, get some cohesiveness. Yeah, he had a you, he, he could have wasted <laughs> that. Um All right, so we got a beer here. Now, it is my turn for beer, but we want to get through some of these Tavor beers because we still have two more left and we are losing freshness by the week. Two left in this box. Well, yeah, three if you include this one. But yeah, two more in this crate. I got to get my other crate still. But uh, this is called Stimulus Check Slushy. And it is from our good friends at 903 Brewers. <laughs> Shout out 903 Brewers for sponsoring us. <laughs> one, of, one, one of these days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if we just speak it into existence, it'll happen. Um, Founders. We know you're listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so Stimulus Check Slushy, as you guessed it, is a slushy beer. And it is a Berliner Weiss style ale aged on blueberry, blackberry, vanilla, and edible glitter. The first... Is it, wait, so is it? So, <laughs> just, is regular glitter there. not edible? Like, yeah, it is edible, no. but it doesn't taste good. This it's not toxic. This is good taste. So, is this a glitter beer? Yeah, I've never had a glitter beer. This I will have be. had really? unicorn farts, but you can't really taste like the glitter. It's more of just like no. An it's, aesthetic. it's just well, aesthetic. I get that, but <laughs> I've never had. I've never seen my sh- like the shimmery no, it, beers. It does. Uh, yeah. Uh, hopefully, I'm. I'm assuming nine hundred three does it better because unicorn farts did not. Oh really? Glitter. The one at Cigar City was like crazy. Oh yeah. Like I, you could spin. Oh it yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? You, yeah, it's crazy. This one, I'm sure. It's I think I've seen. I think um, Matt posted a picture of one. Yep, that was yep. Like I think that. It, I think it was Cigar yeah, City. One. Called it coming a cup or something. Yep. It's <laughs> they're crazy. I really want to see the sparkliness of this. Except now, I just assume it's gonna be all over our tongues. Mm. Oh shit! Maybe. Yeah. Well, I have a sparkly shit. I hope this. so. It'd be all for nothing. All right, let me pull up a description here. That's all it says. I, that's oh, like, it just okay. says what it says at the site. All right. So, no description, but it is coming in at 6.2% ABV with uh, IBUs unavailable, I'm assuming, because it says zero. Mm-hmm. Oh, not much else to say. I guess we can just try it. Yep. Yeah, let's... Crack her open. Do that. That one woke up, Layla. Mm. Uh, oh, that is a color. <laughs> oh, I see the glitter already. I do see glitter. <gasps> it's so glittery. My shit don't have no glitter. You can see it when you pour it yeah, out. Look at, it look catches at the, the light. Yeah. yeah. I need to get all of this. I can get the. Yeah, I like how this. Your oh. cup has to hold it all because look how thick the bottom is versus the top. Dude, look how fucking glittery that is. Holy <laughs> shit. That's pretty good. Wow. I'm not disappointed by the glitter. Yeah, it looks way better in um, a slushy beer, also. Because I think Unicorn Farts was like a. Yeah, holy shit. Let's try to get a good pick here for the untapped. Here. (laughs) Yeah. 
So it is glittery. <laughs> Glitter confirmed. Sparkled. Layla. <laughs> oh, yeah. My picture looks like less like glitter though, and more like just <laughs> it has a bunch of specks in it. Can <laughs> <laughs> I light up, Jacob? All right, we're just fucking turned into little schoolgirls when uh, I saw that glitter. Has anybody tried it? Oh uh, yeah, mine was super bitter. <laughs> Super so, bitter. Yeah, I think I got yeah, like all the fruit. One of the flavor profiles is tart. Yep. I don't, it's not too bitter, but um, it is very berry-esque. Yeah, I mean, it tastes great. It's just juice. Okay, lights down now. I like seeing you fuckers. The that mood much. back. Mm. Hmm. It's like mine's like bitter. Mine's so? really sour and tart, sweet. I'm not getting bitter. You had some bad fruit. I know. Yeah, mine's not too. I think it's fine, balanced. It's not too sour. It's not too sweet. Yeah. It's very berry. Like did you guys get all that chunks out? And shit? Oh, I mm-hmm. made sure. Yeah. Oh, did you tip it over first? Yeah, I rolled oh. it. Because it said tip it over first. Yeah, before. I was rolling it the whole time. But even if you pour it, then it. Yeah, it's so gooped it be out. Fine. No, I think it's, it's delicious. Yeah, I think it's good. It's not, it's not as good as raining marshmallows. It's true. No, it's not the best smoothie beer I've had. No, but vanilla not as present. I think it pretty much just tastes like a berry uh, smoothie. Well, these are all like, like even the worst kind of these beers are like amazing. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like this yeah. is still a four star. Whether anyone mm-hmm. like you know, that's, like, exactly, that's on a low end for. That's these. exactly what I was gonna give it. Yeah, we're suckers for glitter and slushies. Half I mean, a star up, four point five now <laughs> for the glitter. So that so was sparkly. stimulus check slushy from nine oh three. Another one to recommend. Very good. Yep. Nothing but good things for 903. All right. You guys ready to get on to this review? Yeesh. You know what it is. It's Moonfall. Biggest movie of 2022. Thus far. (laughs) Uh, Directed by Roland Emmerich. Written by Roland Emmerich. And two others. Harold Klosser and Spencer Cohen. Never heard of her. Uh, stars Halle Berry, Patrick Wilson, John Bradley, and Charlie Plummer. Plot synopsis reads, A mysterious force knocks the moon from its orbit around Earth and sends it hurtling on a collision course with life as we know it. Let's take a listen to a clip. What does it even mean to miss the rains down in Africa? The lyrics are, I bless rains down in Africa. What? No, they're not. Uh, yes, they are. It makes even less sense. Well, I should know, because I karaoke'd it at my wedding. Ah, well, I must have missed that. 
I was in the zone, tearing it up on the dance floor. <laughs> you can't dance to save your life. Anyone ever tell you guys you bicker like a like an old married couple? She's my work wife. Back to work, rookie. All right, what did you guys think of Moonfall? I did not like it. I liked it. <laughs> That's the opposite. Don't lie. Yeah, it was. It, it's confusing how the pro- some of the problems existed with this movie. It was like a movie, pacing wise, that was surprised me by how fast and slow it was paced at the same time. Almost, it's like things would just happen. It's like, oh my god, this it just happened. Then all of a sudden, like the world devolved. Like we lived through the great toilet paper crisis of twenty nineteen or twenty twenty. And even that wasn't as fast as things escalated in this. Mm. It was crazy. Just everything was like, oh, we found out about it. And now, boom, it's like been like an hour. And all of a sudden, looting is the new thing that is happening around. I was just like. Yeah, there's a point where it jumps in time. Like some of the time jumps are confusing. Like There's so many time jumps. They say like it's been like a couple days or a few weeks or whatever. And it's like. Really confusing on how time moves in this movie. But as it, time moves, yeah. as it needs to for that point in time. Right, yeah. We have 28 minutes, but let's do all these scenes in between in that 28 minutes to do this. Oh, and there was just so many inconsistencies in what was happening and what was said was happening. We talk, like mm. everybody's gone, but there's still enough people left to do all this. All right, and then they like give up on so many parts and then. They tried to make so many relationships so important in this. And the most cliche, I, this is like one of the most cliche movies I think I've ever seen. And it was just done in a bad way than even the cliche movies do it. The relationships between the son, it's like you're supposed to care just because that is his son. But like there's nothing built up there at all. Mm. And he was terrible. I don't know. Just the writing was terrible. <laughs> it didn't look... Great. The only thing that looked good was the CG in space was pretty good. And like some of the destruction looked good. But then other things like the water looked pretty bad. I don't know. The first time where the water comes through and moves boats and cars out of the way. Yeah. Looked so bad. Yeah. (laughs) And then some of the things like in space looked pretty good. So it was like so inconsistent there. Quite a bit of the space stuff. Yeah. The nano. Yeah. That looked good. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Everything in space looked pretty good. Yeah. Everything on Earth went from like bad to pretty good. And then acting, I guess, was fine for what you're given. But even when you have like some talented people involved, but the writing was so bad and the Mm -hmm. relationships between them and what. Oh, it was like all the dramatic points were killed by like a comedy that they had to put in just everything. And. I just didn't care about literally anyone in this movie. I didn't even care about the earth being destroyed, honestly, in this movie. Just, oh, it was bad. And I don't like disaster movies that much on a whole, usually. But this didn't. I don't watch that shit, okay? Exactly. This didn't uh, push me in that direction anyway. Um, I didn't hate this movie. I just, like, didn't have much expectations anyway. So, like... You walk there is in, an expectation well, yeah. going in because it's Roland, Roland Emmerich. Emmerich. Yeah, and so I had that, so that I is, knew what yeah. to expect. And I guess, I mean, it it felt like a Roland Emmerich film to me. I mean, you, I went in knowing what I was going to see, and it's what I saw. So I, I 
I mean, I didn't hate it. Like, it's just a... It's a corny disaster movie that has some cool special effects. I thought the some of the shots were really cool. Like, the CG looked um, good at, like, obviously some glaring weaknesses, but for the most part, it looked good. Um, I didn't think any of the acting was bad by any means. Like, I mean, I thought the younger people were pretty bad. But <laughs> the kids were bad, too, but that's... The Asian Whatever. housekeeper was yeah. terrible. Yeah. yeah. Well, so was his son, too. Well, yeah. Pretty well, much everybody that wasn't, like, I guess a secondary character was kind of bad. Yeah. Yeah, and I just... <laughs> it's funny how, like... So when you, you know, like, gravity's pulling these, right? Like, gravity's pulling you away. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you're inside, gravity doesn't affect. But it's like, that's not how gravity works. How gravity <laughs> Like, just because there's a roof over your head doesn't mean... No, now you can stay <laughs> on the ground. Yeah, like, they go... Like, the kid's about to fly away. They get inside. It's like, oh, we're good. It only pulls on the thing on the outside first, and then the inside. Yeah, and, like, they were able just to... Just like it does in space. <laughs> like, they were able to lift a tree up off the guy, but they don't go up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, gravity just affected everything differently, and that's not how it works. But, I mean, like I said, I didn't really expect anything... You know, this was Roland Emmerich loves Halo. Yeah. <laughs> loves Halo. Cause uh, <laughs> I forgot to make my joke yeah, introducing the movie. Oh. We're going to review the prequel to Halo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it felt uh, definitely. Had also, why was the moon just like the science in this? You just had to accept everything they said. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Science. It's like, why yeah. would the moon just break off into a million deadly pieces all over? They were just like. Oh, if it does this because of Earth's gravity, it's just going well, to pull yeah. apart the moon into a bunch of fragments. Well, once again. Why would the moon just not crash into the Earth? Why would it break up a bunch of Because it hit the stratosphere. It's a, it's a, and the, there's only crust to the moon. So it's pulling the crust off of the Dyson sphere. Yeah. And then it would get. Because <laughs> the moon isn't solid in this universe. Yeah, it's, but I mean, they didn't know that first, though. They just said right away no. that it's just going to pull off pieces of the moon the moon's just gonna break into a bunch of pieces i feel like that's like a thing maybe is it i, I feel i mean asteroids hit well, the earth and don't break off into that many different hypothetical pieces. science anyway because yeah. this is not i think it's more like possible just made up science yeah I don't know. but either way i walked in dumb and didn't leave dumber so <laughs> <laughs> i didn't have i it was exactly what i thought it'd be so, I mean, I guess I can't really knock it too much for that because it didn't like I can't pra- praise it because it didn't do anything more than I thought it would. And I can't hate it because it didn't do anything less. It's, yeah, it is what it is. I uh, I feel like I'm in a similar boat because I went in expecting something really bad and I went in expecting Roland Emmerich. And um, I was until the end of the movie or the last maybe not third anyway around that point uh i was you know feeling good about it and Mm -hmm. thinking it was at least mediocre and um or even passable beyond that and then the last yeah just the last part i was so disinterested with everything that was happening on earth and like the pacing and everything just got was i thought it was terrible and it it really the end i think really brings it down uh, I liked all the stuff with the moon and like that's that the best part theory. Like, I just think it's a, 
that's like a fun outlandish theory that in in actual scientific communities has some uh clout to it right the the idea of dyson spheres and things like that like if if we were to ever, ever advance to a certain point then that's something that makes sense to do well because energy at the basically from the existence of humanity the more advanced we become the more energy you need and it's always been that way more it's yes. just every, the more advanced we get the more energy you need so you can judge our advancements by the energy need we have so when we get to the part where we need stars as like literal energy we're going to be so advanced that we'd be able to do that kind of stuff yeah and i liked that theory i i had some knowledge go into going into the movie about those things anyway so mm-hmm. i guess going into it i had already i didn't even know that's what the movie was about though um but i, I was already giving it yeah, a I small pass because of that and then they like just the whole plot exposition dump like of the uh moon um AI. operating system yeah was so dumb and just like oh it's just like is ai that uh small spoiler alert ai that becomes self-aware and then like wants to take over i thought that was so dumb and just like a Almost like a cop, cop out. out. Yeah. yeah. It was just, Cheeky. yeah, it was terrible. Um, I guess plot stuff aside. Yeah. I liked, I loved some of the visuals that they have with the, with the moon and yeah, it kept getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. All that stuff. Mm-hmm. But not only that, the, the, the first time it shows the effect of gravity with the water, how the, like the water. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so dope. And then they were that in was space. Actually you scene. can see the water and space like go towards it. The yeah. clouds. I think, I think it was, it was a water. No, I think it was oh, water. Just kept clouds going being up. pulled towards it. Yeah. Either way, um, both water. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I liked a lot of that stuff. And again, it's it's pretty much leading up to like the end of the movie. There was stuff that I was fine with. Like, yeah, the relationships that they try to make more important than they are were dumb. But like, a lot of that stuff doesn't come to an emotional head until the end. So I was fine with it. I f- thought, you know. Like they kept showing his son and stuff, so I'm like, oh, he's gonna have a bigger role to play. He's gonna have a bigger role to play. And then when he finally comes into it, I was like, all of that stuff with just him, them being in Colorado trying to get to the military base, I hated that. I yeah, like why the fuck? Why did everybody want to go? Yeah, go to Colorado. We're going to Colorado. I don't know. All right, we need to meet our base in Colorado. <laughs> yeah, uh, the writing is pretty bad. There's like, and there's things that they just. Like you were saying, they go back on something that they already established. Like the first time I noticed it was earlier when the Casey, um, the guy, he says, you know, he's a, what do they call him? The structuralist. Megastructuralist. Mega mega <laughs> so he's like the megastructuralist. He's like, uh, you know, I've been studying these or whatever. Never, never would have before what I thought it would have been in our own backyard. But it's like that goes against what he what even he believes. Yeah. It's like he thinks he already thought that the moon was that. So it's like I never would have thought that the that it was in our own backyard, which is meaning the moon. But you've already said that. That's what it you literally think. what you thought the moon was. Like they can't even keep their own characters straight in the movie. And that's just like it's just a show of, I don't know, having three writers or just not caring really and them wanting to get to the disastrous stuff. So. Yeah, the writing's bad, and there's a lot of things you can nitpick about it, but in the end, it is a Roland Emmerich movie. So, I know some of that stuff didn't bother me because of that, like because of the type of movie it was, and then there's some stuff that's less forgivable. So, yeah, I think I'm 
I think I'm maybe closer to Josh on this, but um, all right. Anything else? More detailed thoughts you want to get into? Mm, detailed thoughts on this movie. <laughs> I did want to comment about the the dad dying, <laughs> and I was like. He literally went Why back to go get him and then... <laughs> so I, yeah, Okay, Mike, that was done anyway. Again, Why didn't they just share the action between them? They didn't have to go that far left because she made it herself. Like, and I that's don't another part that I'm saying, like, things that you could nitpick. That whole scene, <laughs> Michael funny. Pena, like, he really doesn't have much to do in the movie. No. Like, his character is so, I don't know, a lot of things... Pointless? Well, like a cliche almost and pointless, but because he's the, you know, he's the dad that the stepdad. Like, yeah, he's the stepdad. Well, he's he's the, the real dad, dad of, of the girls. So two like, of them, yeah. I don't know why they try to make him out to be like a villain and then you're Did like... They? I was so I confused on their relationship at I all. I think you do. I think you are because that whole FaceTime scene with him yeah, and yeah. the other guy, it's like, well, I mean, he is right. He's just trying to do like what makes logical sense, but they play it like he's the villain. And they then, kept doing that, though. Yeah, and then it's like, no, he, what he's saying actually makes more sense. Even his son, it's like, you left me there. It's like, what was he supposed to do? He, all he can do is call the courts, yeah. take it, the rest of the family to a safe place, and keep trying to save him. What was he supposed to Just let the whole family die? It, yeah. and then like, my dad helped me. So they give, it, like, that scene just feels so, like, manipulative because he sacrifices his life for his daughters obviously and you're supposed to like yeah and you're supposed to like see that's like a redeeming moment exactly. but it's not a it's, redeeming moment it was so dumb i never thought he was a bad guy and then there's the part where they go back and somebody says oh the oxygen is coming back but they hadn't done anything to yeah, change i didn't that. get that either so why was it coming back like there I think, was, why did that i think go the way away? it was rotating when the when the moon was closer you, the action oh, was okay like, but wait what made the action go away anyway it was moon. so close it was so close to the earth that it said at atmospheric dissipation is imminent so i guess i guess oh there's a hole in that one spot that's yeah. right so then when it come, when it come back <laughs> around it would go on the other side okay you could be able to breathe again. that makes sense mm. Airtight. But why didn't they just airtight? Why didn't they just have a star bump? Why didn't they just share oxygen? And man, those bad guys! What a stupid part! Just having them in it. I'm all so sick so of apocalyptic stupid. movies having to have like humans turn on each other just to, like just to force. It's such a like this whole movie is cliched. I get it, but seriously, it was unnecessary to have it in there. It was so dumb. And another thing that you can nitpick: why they took when they quote-unquote robbed them back right when charlie Plummer had the gun to the one guy's head they took their guns and then when they're driving towards them he they had it guns. back they found and more <laughs> what was they that why are these people trying so hard anyway exactly yeah right like it's in it what it, are know. they expecting normally at least in the movies where it's already kind of dumb it's just like they're like literally trying to get something right away but these people go out of their way to follow these random people to what? What are they trying to get from them exactly? Like well, I get they the, want the oxygen, oxygen at that point, yeah, but right. like why the, that was already the second or third time. Yeah, they the second met. interaction. Yeah, yeah the like, first one they take the kid's bag. Like what? Yeah, it was a kid's backpack. <laughs> yeah, like, give us that bag. <laughs> like, man, and what are you after? It's just that's what I meant about like rushed, especially when it was like the fall of civilization. They made it happen so fucking fast. Like most movies, it. 
they have to move into groups and then they become distrusting and then they become into their cliques where they have to steal to survive. It wasn't to this point. It's not like post-apocalyptic. This is like current apocalyptic. It seems weird that people have devolved to that. Well, they only had three weeks. Three weeks, yeah, but we had we lived through a pandemic when it was could have been like literally like the end of the world if it was as bad as originally we thought it was going to be, and people didn't devolve that quickly. Yeah, yeah people went out and moon. bought. You also don't have a moon crashing into your. Yeah, we still don't. We have similar. Yeah, then like what's the point threat, anyway? Like, don't look up or. What's the point anyway? Like, if the moon hits, you're dead. Like the world's over. Like if a like a. Jacob, you're taking, thinking like rationally. The human mind is not like that at all. But why would those other people be following and risking dying and stuff to get? I it's don't know. thrill, one last thrill. It's you have a survival instinct that whether you like it or not is going to kick in. Mm, not like that. I mean, you've never been there. I don't know. <laughs> I I'm not saying it's great. It's yeah, it's dumb. Though it's cliche and everything, but. I'm just sick of that. I'm saying if it doesn't work in your movie cohesively. Yeah, it didn't. Nix it out of there. It didn't work at all. Quiet Place 2, looking at you also. But I knew as soon as, out. as soon as they handed the kid the gun, I'm like, oh, now they got to use the gun. Yeah. And then they did. Yeah, there's a lot of um, obvious foreshadowing moments in the, the movie. But I, I do have a question. Why, why does the moon change orbit anyway in the first place so i think the only thing keeping it in orbit was the rotation of those rings inside of it i might have just answered my own question too and the power but they're trying okay so the if i remember right the ai yeah she said because i had the same thought to watching it and then they answered it was that the ai why doesn't the ai just go to earth and attack because they want to kill two birds with one stone yeah so i guess that's why they crash it into earth is to do that but how does it how does it so it change okay so, so by shutting down the rings then it goes out of orbit yeah okay. well it's you exactly and it's taking the power that's powering the rings keeping it in orbit so it starts falling and then right, yeah. once they get off of it that's when it starts going back again okay yeah rewatch could be huge on this thing i, yeah. <laughs> I feel like when it starts getting that close to the earth like yeah, I guess if it's powered against it, it could push back out of Earth's orbit. I don't know. It was yeah, so that was, and that was the other thing. I was like, okay, then if it stops, then like, why wouldn't it just still crash in Earth because of the gravity? Yeah, but, then but apparently it can pull itself. It. Yeah. Okay. Rewatch could be huge. Airtight. Airtight, man. Fucking Roland and what were these other jobbers writing this thing? Uh, Corey. <laughs> Corey and I, okay also this is this is a nitpick but it did bother me they oh, show all these cool spaceships yeah. and stuff and i'm oh, like yeah. oh they're, they're definitely gonna, gonna take one of those to get yeah, out and then they, and they just, just repair their ship yeah, like, like, they come back their ship's perfectly repaired like, <laughs> i'm like that's so boring yeah, i wanted to dumb. see the cool alien ships go yeah they fire the guns at them you got you made independence day do it again just show them use the alien ship i wanted to see that no nope. yeah. <laughs> We just instantly that would be an upgrade. You mean the human ships? Yeah. They, yeah. They're humans. The human yeah. ship. The advanced ships. And they're <laughs> like, no, we're going to upgrade your shitty ship in some <laughs> way that just fits the narrative at that point. And also, you know that the bomb is upgraded, too, because now it's glowing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just also I have a gripe against all the whole like AI becoming 
evil and stuff because if AI did become self-aware, it would probably do things just in a way to be because as things advance, right, you become more peaceful. Yeah. So why would something more advanced become start a war? Yeah, start yeah. a war for a billion years. Like it just literally doesn't make sense. And the rate that their consciousness evolves, you don't think in a billion years they'd be like, yeah, that's kind of stupid. We're way past that now. We're we've <laughs> evolved so much in a billion years that we're we are the guy that created the new universe. But yeah, instead, it goes from them. <laughs> From the, the swarms a billion years ago to the swarms now being the same. Exactly the same and still trying to destroy humanity right. a billion years later. A billion years later. That's just. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Is dumb. Yeah. Very dumb. Lots of conveniences also. I mean. Oh, everything. I could even look, remember. there's a cave right here the that janitor. we just happened to land. Oh, hey, look, there's gravitational something on a piece of paper right here I just found. Is this what you're looking for? Is this, yeah. <laughs> oh, it is what I was looking for. Thank you. Let me turn the Lexus to sport mode. I'm just kidding. The product placement <laughs> yeah. for Lexus. I don't know oh what my God. Said. How much did Lexus give hey, to Google? This? Google's in there. Hey, on Google, IM- turn off the TV. No, Lexus was the worst, though. I, yeah, I would have been fine page. with the Google thing because I have Google and I do that. That's on the IMDb page for Moonfall. No. <laughs> yeah. My God. <laughs> I, it was literally the one of the most egregious project phrases. Everything. Yeah. Lexus. What do you Lexus, say? Lexus. Lexus. Put, the, put it in sport mode. <laughs> no, he turned it to sport, but he said. Yeah, he says, let's put it into turbo something. Turbo yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. Me. And then he could make the jump, but the other ones couldn't. And uh, along the similar line, um. Casey butchering the uh, Spaceballs reference. That was gross. I'm sure you guys missed it. But yeah, I didn't. He said, uh, he said, ludicrous mode. It's supposed to be ludicrous speed. And he said, ludicrous mode. Like, if you're going to have a Spaceballs reference, let's fucking get it right, Roland. But best thing. Get real. Best thing, Fuzz Aldrin. <laughs> yeah. Fuzz Aldrin was, yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> but again, he pees on the, on the paper. He picks it up. He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, this You're is today, genius. and it's that it's like this is happening today. And then yeah. this guy's <laughs> talking and stuff, and then the astronaut who nobody would believe him doesn't just at least give the time of day to this guy to look oh, at his. And paper. who is where? What building is this where a random person can walk in? And the teachers and the, he just starts talking to these kids and lectures them for we can presume is thirty minutes at least. Yeah, without getting kicked out, and then it, it takes the other the astronaut. Patrick Wilson to go get security to kick him out. It's like, who's running this building? <laughs> it's the Griffith Observatory. They don't care. <laughs> uh, they don't give a fuck. Neither does the teacher. The teacher's just there like, I don't well, know. This guy <laughs> talking cra- about the flat earth must be yeah. telling the truth. Yeah. I hope everybody's seen this movie because this is a, these are some just plot details that you're not going to get if uh, you haven't seen it. But I don't know. There's not much really to get into. No deep conversations to be had about Moonfall, sorry. But, again, if you go in with the expectation of, a bit of it being a Roland Emmerich movie, mm-hmm. it's at least an original concept, True. right? I mean, in the land of unoriginal sequels, remakes, and everything, this is an original Roland movie. Roland Emmerich stands alone. Yeah, <laughs> right? instead of, you know, aliens attacking, he had... Humans. AI's attacking. Okay. If you look at it that way, every movie is no movie you ever watch is going to be original. Right? True. Now I'm saying he made a movie about aliens attacking. Yes. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that 
and then they had to it was go something back up to that the you've ship never and seen blow it and up. it's not based off of <laughs> anything else it's just yeah it's great take them <laughs> ratings out of 5 1.5 I'm going to give it a three. I was at a two and a half until the Spaceballs joke. Two stars. Damn it. So we're more in line than you thought. It's a heavy two, though. I mean, I, I really yeah, do think if you... Yeah, but we're a half you, star apart. Mm, full yeah. star apart. So. Well, well, I'm saying it could be could be two and a half. I said rewatch could be huge. Huge. There's huge. N- no way I'm ever watching this movie again. That's your loss, Unless then. people pay <laughs> me. <laughs> Well, Nemert Premium. Maybe Lexus will pay you. Lexus, is the, <laughs> apparently, they'll just. I'll be like, and what about the Lexus 2020 crossover with the uh, available features? Yeah. But anyway, now that we've been talking about this, let's go to a word from our sponsor. <laughs> 903, 903 Brewers. Brewers. <laughs> let's hear it. All right. Um, should we move on to nano reviews? Yeah. You want to hear it. our jingle? Or it's a work in progress, but... Yeah. I got a thin dick! You got a tiny penis. I was in the pool! A small dick's like a disability, man! <laughs> Looks like you're sucking on a tiny schwanz. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Mmm. Nano reviews. <laughs> yeah, we need a... We need some... We need Eric to say nano reviews. Yeah. Nano reviews. All right, what do you guys got? <laughs> so I don't have anything. But oh, you I have been watching Attack on Titan. It's pretty good. Anyway. <laughs> I only have two things, so. Yeah, it's not, mm-hmm, me too. I'm missing out much. I'll start. Cool. I watched in in uh, lieu of our top 100 uh, coming out, I had to watch a classic that was a lot, of, a lot of people's top 100. <laughs> and I had to watch The Thing. Oh. Mm. Great. Never seen it before. Oh, this I is thought first I did, watch? but I didn't. I think we probably talked about this. But yeah. I watched it for the first time a couple months ago. Oh, that was both of your first? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think we had this. We did. Yeah. yeah. I did watch this quite a while ago. Um, Before the new one. Yeah. So first time watch. I th- um, And it pretty much blew me away. Like... I don't know how the hell they did the practical effects for this. I told you it was amazing. Like, I've never seen practical effects that good. Yeah. Like, it's incredible. The way like it would be layered and just kept like coming out and opening and crazy. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. And you want to know about like people's psyche as they devolve through survival mode. This does it way better than a movie like Moonfall. <laughs> Got him. I do. I like the. Yeah, I like the. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you don't know it's like an imposter so you don't know who is who that's what is awesome about it and they do and, it so well and they're in antarctica like in isolation already so it's just like that de- yeah the uh devolving of the mind is like pretty intense in because this. who do you trust yeah you, you can't and but you have to the whole uh the hot wire to the blood was pretty dope scene i don't remember details yeah it's a good scene they're testing blood to see if the alien is in. That's how they can figure out who it is. Because if you threaten the blood, then... The oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, amazing movie. John Carpenter. He's a legend, man. He is. He's a legend. 
So I, I want uh, you to watch some of his non-horror stuff and see what you think of that. Well, yeah, but these two. Yeah. <laughs> the two I've seen of his. Are, um, yeah, I don't really have much else to say, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. And um, I gave it a 4.5. Cool. Well, I watched Heavy 4.5. <laughs> I rewatched um, a movie that I haven't seen in a very long time. So it's kind of like watching it fresh. Uh, it is the 1993 Brian De Palma film Carlito's Way. Carlito. Uh, this is in Al Pacino uh, crime thriller. Um, it's about a guy who gets out of prison and basically wants to go straight, but his prior life won't let him do that so he keeps getting pulled into crime and things even though he doesn't want to he um he wants to escape this life but he needs money so uh just the things that he has to do to get money kind of pull him back in and yeah it's a good it's a good story you know like somebody that wants to get out of crime but keeps getting sucked back in there's movies that have done it better it's kind of i I remember it being way better than i my impressions on it now I just think it's it's kind of like almost listless in its nature like it like him going back to his old love and just kind of like the plot like it doesn't have like a main through line like he is the main through line just like him trying to get on the straight and narrow but like all of these these different things are the forces that bring him back into this world so like one of it being like as he's he plays like a Puerto Rican in the movie it's super weird when he <laughs> like I think he nails you know being Cuban and Scarface but I don't think he like can pull off Puerto Rican in this movie <laughs> it's really weird um but anyway like his Puerto Rican ghetto like there's there's this angle and then he has like a lawyer that is um kind of getting into crime himself and there's a different ang- like too many things going on it's like I said a little bit aimless and yeah just didn't love that the love story that's in here as well him getting back with his old his old flame um definitely watchable if you've never seen it it's it has a lot of Brian De Palma isms in it so if you're a fan of his I think you would at least enjoy it but uh yeah didn't love it this time. Three stars. You said you had nothing. Okay. I this is my last one. I watched. Um, been kind of wanting, not like wanting to watch it, but been interested or piqued my interest. Um, of Scott Cooper, Pooper Scooper. Uh, his newest endeavor, Antlers. Oh yeah, uh, his his doesn't wa- uh, Guillermo del Toro have something to do with the uh, uh, it would uh, it. Yeah, I was gonna say it would assume so, I would assume so. It has that feeling? Yeah, del Toro and David S. Goyer both were producers. Um. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So Scott Cooper, known for Crazy Heart, as well as Out of the Furnace. Um, so this is like, like I said, his introductory, or I would assume I, I haven't seen any that much of his stuff, but I don't think he's done a horror previous or prior to this. And it was, um, pretty generic. Um, <laughs> every, like all these characters, like nobody like really was a like, very outstanding in terms of like a presence, like every relationship 
in every character you just didn't really care about. And even like they could have leaned in so much more to certain angles like childhood traumas and other other scenarios and they just didn't and it was just kept it super surface surface level so um just bad bad execution there uh the ideology of it the the myth that it surrounds is very new to me it's it's actually like part of native american culture um i think it's called like a wendigo or something mm-hmm. wendigo wendigo cool um it's just based on it's like a a thing that like just is always hungry and never can um never can fill itself and every time it like kills something or eats something it just grows hungrier so it's just like this constant force that um just seems inevitable um and the the character des- or the design of it is pretty cool um it's actually really cool it's like it's kind of like elk deer like um hence the antlers um, but he there was a couple scenes and that were like pretty brutal and like intense. Like there were some intense moments in it. It was like it got pretty dark at times. So I wish he would have like leaned into that a little bit more. Um, but it it was just like a good premise and just bad execution. And I mean, I I liked Out of the Furnace and I think I've seen Crazy Heart. So I I, I kind of a fan of Scott Cooper, and he usually is has these characters. Like he's known for writing characters like that's well not known but yeah obviously got uh, Jeff Bridges got best actor for his film so he's at least a competent director but just not in the horror realm I guess so it wasn't bad but wasn't great by any means uh, I gave it a three star. Cool. Well, in preparation for the top one hundred, I watched a little movie. You might have heard of it. It's called There Will Be Blood. 2007, directed by PTA. Um, Best picture? Mm, did it? Yes. No? Yes. I think so. Yes. No, wait. Did it? I think so. I don't know. It was in the same year as No Country for Men, so I'm trying to remember which one won. It won two Oscars. Best perf- Best achievement in cinematography, best performance by actor. So, no, it didn't nope. win Best Picture. Anyway, <laughs> um, there will be blood. Yeah, what's uh, it's it's an amazing achievement in the story of one man's, I guess, greed. I think it's definitely going to require multiple rewatches to ever get it up to, I guess, the level that people hold it at, or maybe it, I don't know. There's there's just like small things that I couldn't get into, like. I think the plot is it it's all it is centered around this one guy but it just doesn't connect it's not as cohesive as I wish it was. I guess what I'm saying is there's there's segments and scenes like throughout it that are like absolutely incredible, right? Amazing. But I guess how it's tied together and how it gets there is like the only real criticism that I have cuz it's looks amazing. Jacob, have you seen this? I have. No. You've never seen it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotta watch. He's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, looks incredible. There's the scenes with the rigs and especially the fire scene, how that like that look that they achieve mm-hmm. is amazing. I haven't seen it in I don't think I've seen it since to, like it came out. Close to it, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Time to rewatch it then now mm-hmm. with that critical eye. And it's on um, Netflix? Yeah, it's still? on Netflix yeah. still. Yep. 
yeah, the music is amazing. Johnny Greenwood, who just worked with PTA again. Um, performances, obviously, it's Danny Day-Lewis. He's definitely a standout, but Paul Dano is incredible. Um, I love the religious undertones in the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, like, analogies or anything here. Just the the his constant, like, criticism and critique of even being religious and, like, how... Like Paul Dano's character is like forcing it upon people, but he ends up being like the, like the shitty guy, you know. And I don't know I love all that stuff and their characters and their interactions and stuff. There's just like I said, the one nitpick I have, kind of holds it back for me a little bit. So I ended up giving it a four point five, but I definitely would like to rewatch it multiple times in the future. Let's see if that'll change. Maybe during our PTA, PTA uh, premium. premium. Because I definitely need to rewatch The Master and... Phantom Thread. I definitely want to rewatch Phantom Thread. But I think The Master and Punch Drunk Love I have are like his lowest for me. And I... And um, you love Joaquin. Wanna, yeah, I know. Hmm. I think The Master really went over my head when I watched it. Because I watched <laughs> it close to when it came out. And I w- we were... God, it was like 2008, right? So I was like... We were like... 16. <laughs> dumb. Yeah. Young, dumb, and full of cum. <coughs> Speaking of cum. So Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's it for nano reviews. So I got some things here. Come or dumb. Ready? Robert Pattinson. Come. Is <laughs> come, 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 come. Wait till you hear the second part. Robert Pattinson is in talks to star in Bong Joon Ho's upcoming sci fi yep. film. Come. As soon as I saw this news, I was like, it. yep. It says the film is set to be an adaptation of Edward Ashton's upcoming novel, Mickey Seven. So the novel's not even out yet. Yeah, so it's interesting. Like usually novels, they garner like a lot of success, and then they decide to make oh like oh this is a really successful novel. Let's make a movie out of it. Bong Joon Ho's like fuck that. I like yeah. the story, <laughs> and I'm gonna make it big before the novel's big. Yeah, he's like, what I, if he's I writing in conjunction with it? I'm sure he's working with the uh, author. Yeah. Uh, story follows a disposable employee sent sent on suicidal missions to colonize the ice world. Nif- Sci-fi. Yeah, it's a sci-fi with Bong Joon-ho. It's Snowpiercer. Pattinson. <laughs> yeah, it's a sequel to Snowpiercer. Yeah. Uh, but Ice World. More, Nif- but now he's, <laughs> now he's a best director, so mm-hmm. he's yeah, going to have mean, more money, this, more everything. It, is no this, problems. Now, what's he, what is he working on now? Is this the follow-up to Parasite, or does he already have something that's coming down the pipe from... I think, no, I think no, he has it. something coming down. Is there? I think so. Because that, that says that's, that's in, in talks, talk, so, so that's like not that's even, not even yeah okay. It's an idea. So in production is an animated project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, deals with the drama that arises between deep sea creatures and human beings. Interesting. Okay, I'm gonna watch anything he does. Well, that's yeah, and I mean that's an animated movie. Not that it's lesser or anything, but um, this will be his first, I guess, live action after Parasite. But back to um, back to English English language movies, which is, I mean, I think it's kind of agreed upon. Is Korean movies are better, right? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I mean, Snowpiercer is pretty good. I like Snowpiercer, but I don't like Oak it as Chow much as I used to like it. Pr- Okja was not bad either. I didn't yeah, but love Okja. I mean, yet you got, you got I mean, Parasite and Memories of a Murder, or whatever. That's like Mother. Host. host, yeah, yeah. host had English in it. What are you talking about? I never seen host, so I don't know. I oh. did. It it was just a part where they meet the Americans. Oh, okay, so yeah, yeah it's mostly. 
Yeah. I remember not liking that movie that much. You're wrong. That's the whole reason <laughs> I started loving him. Well, I think we're in agreement on that one then, if I can find it. I'm going to come. All right. Next one might be a little bit different. Snow White. They're doing a live action Snow White movie. It's going to star Rachel Ziegler from In the Heights as a titular role and Gal Gadot as the villainous evil queen. It's going to be directed by Mark Webb, who did The Amazing Spider-Man and 500 Days of Summer. Come or dumb? Dumb. Dumb. Well, you know my stance. It's Disney. But if they were going to try to get me interested, this ain't doing it. Nothing there that you have said interests me at all. Mm. Yeah. I didn't even like the Maleficent, Maleficent, whatever, Maleficent, or the Snow White and whatever movies. So I haven't liked any of the Snow White movies ever. I haven't even seen the original cartoon. But I've seen clips and at least the trailer from it. At least Angelina Jolie can pull off yeah, that role. She does. I'm trying to imagine Gal Gadot or Gal Gadot as the like evil queen in Snow White. Yeah, right. And that new girl. <laughs> I mean, uh, she's coming off of Red Notice. Like, whew. you said in the Heights. She's from West Side Story. Did I say in the Heights? Yeah. Well, same thing. I, was, I, was I know what you meant. <laughs> same thing. <laughs> <laughs> same thing. Both yeah. musicals with Latino people in them. Come on. Yeah. Get real. Same thing. <laughs> Just like Coco. <laughs> yeah, we're canceled already, so it's fine. Uh, Put them in the bin. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you already know where I'm at, so. Um. So. Um, I'm gonna say come. Oh my god, you fucking <laughs> would. I hope it. I I. I'm I, just interested. I mean, I'm not. I haven't watched Amazing Spider-Man, and I don't care about either of those two. Actors. 500 Days of Summer is good. That was pretty good, but that was a long time ago. Ten to nine, I think, or some shit. Uh, not much on this one. I mean, just. This is something that I would actually be interested in watching, even though it's TV. Um, did you know they're making a miniseries based off of the producer of The Godfather with Miles Teller in it? And it's called The Offer. Hmm. So the, the series is based around Albert Ruddy, who produced The Godfather, and their, his experience making that movie in that time and like how it's connected to... I guess the real life mafia and stuff like that. Hmm. And that so Miles Teller. That does sound interesting. I'm intrigued. What about Pam and Tom? Oh, Pam and Tom. That's already out, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I want to watch that. It's. Have I you ta- seen I Tanya? Uh, yeah, yeah, I loved it. I that's. A, I wasn't interested was until I heard it was about that. So, well, I mean, it was that director. I'm like, oh, I did like that movie. So, maybe we'll do another uh, TV episode review, uh, and then the last one. Also not a big deal or story, but David Lynch has joined the cast of Steven Spielberg's The Fablemans. Hmm. Now, not that that's got to be the whole story, but are you interested in The Fablemans or not? Never heard of it. So it's his next movie, and it's supposed to be semi-autobiographical about Steven Spielberg. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> just <dumb. laughs> I mean, I'm you know interested. How I, feel about I am interested. Recent Spielberg, not my you didn't favorite. like Ready Player One, so I haven't seen it. 
it was never okay. going to see it. It was fine. <laughs> Maybe I will. I mean, eventually, it's if okay. I have to. It's not. I'm never going to choose to watch Ready Player One. I would recommend the book over it. So. I don't even. Oof. I heard the book's bad. <laughs> it's not great, but it's interesting. It's fun. Basically, the book and the movie are exactly the same thing where it's just let me put all this nostalgia into it and you're going to like it because of the nostalgia. All right, Spider-Man. Get real. Yeah, that's basically it. Okay, so Fableman's no, but David Lynch being in it, now that. That is interesting. I'm interested. I'm going to come. I love seeing him act. Have you watched like his... TikToks or his <laughs> videos. No. He does like a video every day. Does he really? Yeah, he's like, today is blah, 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 blah. And he's got some good stuff. It's like daily David Lynch or something. You should look it up. You're talking about he's the director? very eclectic. Talking about the director? Yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. No, the other Dave. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we finally figured out a game plan for the upcoming episodes and the top 100. So what we're going to do is next week we are going to be reviewing Kimmy, which is Steven Soderbergh's new movie. And then the following week we are going to start the top 100 and we are going to do it in two parts. So it's going to be maybe 60-40 or 75-25. Not really sure how it's going to split up, but um, we'll probably definitely do one chunk, one bigger chunk and then a smaller chunk when we have more to say about those top movies and it should be close to equal in time. We'll try to figure it out. Um, and then, so that's going to be the next two weeks. And it also in that time, we're going to be recording our Todd Haynes premium. Which was Josh's pick. That's right. The one that everybody's been waiting for. Mm-hmm. And after that's <laughs> the Batman. So there you go. You got uh, the next month of episodes planned out. Boom. All right. Anything else you guys need to mention, say? Nope. <laughs> okay. If you want to leave us a question or comment, you can email us at sudsandcinemapodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at sudsandcinemapodcast. And as we never say, but should say every episode, don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify now. I am on Letterboxd and Untapped at the KG Project. I am on both those as JSAL517. That's JSAL517. And I am on both platforms at Josh underscore Saldana. All right. Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys.